0: Welcome to the YD Youth Podcast. We are a youth group from Barrie, Ontario, Canada. Our goal is to encounter God to touch the world. We pray that you'd be blessed by this message. Hi, everybody. Um, We're trying something new out today. So we have our deeper night tonight, of course. Is there any way that you could turn me down in the house, Daniel? Maybe? Okay. So, welcome, everybody, to our deeper night. Um, I'm actually on Zoom with a good friend Bree. She is from Kingston Um, and we are going to allow her to share tonight. Um, So we're here on YouTube and Instagram right now and then after of course we're going to do our Zoom prayer. Um, So that's much better. So bear with us today with all the tech stuff and all of that stuff so anywho, without further ado let's let brie introduce herself
1: i'm muted welcome to zoom life um okay can you hear me now Okay, awesome. Well, hello, YD Youth. I am so excited to be with you tonight. Um, My name's Bree. Uh, I'm so honored that your youth pastors, Daniel and Sydney, have invited me to come. They are amazing, and uh, I'm just great friends with them, and I'm so blessed by them, and I know that if you're in their youth group, you guys are blessed. You are so blessed, and um, I've just been praying for you guys over the course of these past couple weeks and um i just am praying that god will speak to you tonight through what i'm going to share and before i just get started i am going to pray so heavenly father i just thank you for this day and i thank you god for just every single person that is um present with us tonight that's watching this call um that's that's streaming this live stream I thank you for Pastor Daniel and Pastor Sydney, and for Whitey Youth and all of the fam-related. And I just pray, Jesus, that as we come before you tonight, um, just hungry to hear from you, that you would open our ears to hear you, that you would open our eyes to see you, and that you would soften our hearts um, to just receive all that you have. Yeah, Father, I'm just asking that you would speak through me tonight, and that you wouldn't just um, that you wouldn't just speak any ordinary thing, but that you would bring revelation to your children who are listening, and that this would be a night where you would just mark them, and that you would mark us, that you would mark me, that you would um, yeah mark everyone listening, and we just give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said, "Amen, amen." Um, so. Like I said, I'm so excited to be here. I get to do literally my favorite thing ever, which is talk about Jesus. So I'm excited. And uh, I just have to turn mute down on this technical difficulty. Um. Anyways, I'm so excited. And so basically, as I was prepping to share with you guys, I was going to be sharing about prayer and walking in the Holy Spirit, and we're still going to go there. But I just want, like, when I was praying today, I really felt just a shift. And I felt like God was showing me just to be real with you guys and tell you a little bit about my life and to just explain the importance of just being, just encountering God and living from a place of encounter. And so I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my life. Um, Like I said, my name's Brie, I'm from Kingston, Ontario. Um, actually, I grew up in the country, in a rural area outside of Kingston. and I actually didn't grow up in church. I actually didn't grow up knowing anything about Jesus. and I, when I was nineteen years old, I kind of had a moment that marked me. i I was I was getting out of high school and I was kind of trying to figure out what I was gonna do with my life. I was I graduated from grade 12 and I was literally, at that place where i knew i didn't want to jump in to go into going to university but i had no idea what i wanted to do and if i can be really honest i was really stressed out and anxious about that i kind of hit a place in my life at um, 17 18 19 where you know the whole world around me would have said brie she's walking on sunshine like she has it all figured out She's so happy, she's so joyful. Her life is a walk in the park. Like, I promise you that everybody around me probably would have thought that because I, I was really, really like sad and I was really, really hopeless. And I was trying to figure out like, you know, I've lived my life all these years you know, for the day that you graduate high school and you get out into the real world and you do what you're meant to do. And I realized I'm at this place and I have no clue what that is. And it was such a heavy weight on me where I felt like, like, honestly, if I don't know what I'm supposed to do, why am I here? And like, what is the point of anything? And so I think throughout my high school years, not I think, I definitely throughout my high school years struggled with really intense bouts of depression. Um, I didn't really let people into that. And I'm a bit older than a lot of you. And so when I was in high school, it wasn't very common to talk about anxiety or mental health. It was around, but it wasn't like, we didn't talk about it as much as we hear today. And so I didn't even identify like, wow, I have anxiety. I have mental health. Um, And so I, yeah, anyways, moving along moving the train along I I kind of I was I was at this place I graduated I I was taking a year off from high school and I was like I didn't believe in God necessarily but I was like something has to change like I need to know where I'm going and I'm not going to spend all this money to go to university if I don't know what I'm doing and I was working this job at the time and I so much felt like I was feeling so much anxiety at my job that I like I couldn't imagine the thought of being stuck in it for like another four months. And I was thinking about all the practicals. I was like, okay, I could work this job for the rest of this year. And then this whole year off is going to be done. I'm going to probably have a little bit of money in the bank and I'm going to keep feeling like this, like something has to give. And I asked myself this really simple question and I had no idea where it came from. And I, I believe with all of my heart in retrospect, now I know that was God just dropping little tiny seeds and, and just pointing me towards him. But I said, okay, I asked myself the question, if you could do one thing that would promise you at least one moment of joy every single day, what would it be? Where do these questions come from? I don't know. God. But at the time I was like, okay, um, And I felt instantly, I was like, I need to be with kids. Like I need to do something with kids. If I do something with kids, that'll bring me joy, which led me to looking for jobs as a nanny, which led me to actually moving 10 hours away to Northern Ontario, which led me to moving in with this family, which at the time when I moved there, I had no idea, but I moved in with this family that this Christian family, but they weren't, they didn't call themselves a Christian family. And of course, when I moved there, I didn't even know they were Christians. I knew they were Christians because when I lived with them, something I had been longing for my whole life was present in their home. There was peace in that home, there was vision. Like I watched these parents parent their kids, and it, it just, I knew that they weren't just figuring it out. And as I got to know them, I got to know wow, they're doing what they're doing because they believe in God and they walk in a relationship with him. They actually pray to him and they actually ask him to lead their lives. And therefore, as a result, there, there's purpose in their home. Like, you know, and anyways, I'm there and I'm, I'm taking it all in. And one day the, the mom, she asks me, probably three months in, I was there for nine months, probably three months in. She says, Brie, do you believe in God? And I said, yeah, yeah, I believe in God. At the time I did. I just didn't know exactly what that meant. And then she said, yeah, but what about Jesus? And I said, huh? Pardon? I don't know. (laughs) Like, who? Like, sure, I've heard about him, but why are you asking me that question? And I said, she said, um, she responded to me. She's like, well, you don't have to know right now, but I want you to know one day you're going to have to make a choice. And I literally was like, this girl is intense. And I was kind of like, wow, that was a lot. And then I took it in. And from that moment, I began to, you know, I ended up stealing her Bible at night and reading it and trying to figure out what this whole Christianity thing was about. Then another day, so I'm curious at this point, but I'm not convinced. And another day, I, I'm i sitting in there... Um, living room, and she comes in, and we just started having this amazing conversation while the kids are napping, and she ends up telling me her testimony, Um, and I don't know. I don't know you guys at YD Youth. I don't know where you come from. If you're familiar, you're obviously in this amazing youth group, so you know a little bit about Jesus, Um, but if you didn't grow up Christian, like testimony just means their story with Jesus, and so she was telling me how she came to know Jesus, telling me her story, her whole life story, and Uh, I don't even know if I should go into the details of all of it, but it was crazy. Let me just sum it up really, really quickly. She's talking to me for four hours. She tells me, here's the thing. My life looks put together. Let me tell you something. When I was 18, no, 17 or something, I got pregnant. That's the 14-year-old you're hanging out with in my house. I nannied for a nine-month-old, a two-month, no, a nine-month-old, a two-year-old, seven-year-old, and a um, 14-year-old. And she goes, that 14-year-old, I had her when I was 17, 18. She goes, then we lost, I lost custody of her. The dad lost custody. The grandparents had custody of her. And I tried really hard to get her back. Then I felt, I I found myself in a relationship with this man who like wined and dined her, was like the best thing ever. And then into the relationship, she finds out he's the leader of a drug. Like she said cartel, that sounds intense. But in an area in Ontario, he literally was the leader of this, drug cartel and on top of that he was not a christian but he was of a a different religion and once she got so far into the relationship it was no more lovey-dovey it was like you're the scum of the earth like he would say horrible things like white women are the scum of the earth um like you're like it was not good and it was very Without getting into all the details, it was very intense for her. And she said, I was at a point where I literally was just gonna kill myself because I had no other option. But every time I would try to leave or do something, he would tell me, if you try to leave, I'm gonna kill you and I'm gonna kill your daughter. This is intense, I know. Like, I don't know if Daniel's sitting there probably like, what did we do inviting this girl on? But anyways, you gotta think, I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, huh? this girl must be lying. This can't be true. Cause I'm looking at her and I know her and I'm living in her house. And I'm like, there's no way she's telling me crazy stories. And she's like, yeah, but this is what happened. She gets, she's in this relationship. One day down the street from her, these evangelists are always on the street corner and she always would go by and she would be like, don't talk to me. Like buzz off, but not in those words. (laughs) And she would say, don't talk to me. And then one day she got a call from her mom who um, she didn't have a good relationship with. And her mom said, so-and-so, cause I'm not going to say her name. She said, so-and-so, I just have to say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for how I wasn't there for you as a mom. I'm so sorry for like listed off all of the terrible things that she'd done. And she said, I really feel horrible. And I just want to let you know, I'm trying to get my life together. Listen, I found Jesus and -and so-and-so, you need, you need to know him. Like he will change your life. So that was like a pivotal moment for her. A couple days later, she's going out to the store to get ice. She comes back and uh, anyways, her boyfriend was not home and she, no, sorry. That's not the right detail. She comes home. Something happened, and she literally was so desperate, she just prayed out to God. And she said, If you're real, I need you to show me. I'm not fully convinced, but I need you to show me. Jesus, if you're real, I need you to show me because I have nothing to live for. And if I'm supposed to be alive, you've got to intervene. Then I think she went out to the store, she came back, and her boyfriend was not there. And he, She gets a call, and um, on the call, he calls from a prison and he says, Our jail, and he says, I'm so sorry, not I'm so sorry, but he says, I'm not going to be able to come home tonight. I'm going to be locked up for a few days, but I'll be back. And I love you, and all of these things. And, um, anyways, she, at that moment, she gets off the phone and she literally says, I fell to my knees and I said, This, does not make sense. This must be Jesus. This must be Him answering my prayer because this has never happened before. And for the first time in all those years, she literally had the faith to call up her dad 10 hours away and say, Please come. I'm ready to come home. I need to come home. I need help. So he drove, they packed her up, they moved her. And, um, anyways, basically she moves back home and she. I will say she ended up finding out she was pregnant and she was really highly addicted to drugs at this time. Like her life was a mess. She gets clean of drugs. She has this baby. Nothing's wrong with this baby. This man never contacted her or her family ever, ever to this day. And so I'm sitting on that couch guys. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't know. I've heard about Jesus. Kind of I've heard about Christianity, but I, I, have never ever met people who are this serious about God and there was something in me that was like the way this woman lived her life it was she just everything she did she was like yes that's because of God that's because of God not in an annoying way but it was like she was so clearly like I will be nowhere without him and so all that to say I had a moment and at that point in my life I was in a long distance relationship with an unhealthy guy. I was, honestly, I grew up, I don't even know where to go with this, but I was thinking about this today when I was praying about sharing with you guys. Um, you know, if there's something I've learned, I, sorry, I should say, I gave my life to Jesus shortly after that. <laughs> I literally just was in their living, their kitchen, and I said, okay, God, if you, are who you say you are. And I had read Genesis a little bit, like the creation story. I'm like, if you created this whole world and you created everything in it and you created me, all I have to say is thank you and please help me. Please show me how I should live. Please, please come into my life because I don't want to live this life I've been living for 19 years, which has just felt like strife. It's just felt like, working with all of my might to feel empty. Like that's where I was at. And um, yeah, you know, like in my growing up, I lived in a home where I have amazing parents. I love them to bits, but I grew up around um, alcoholism. I grew up around addiction. I grew up as a young child, really feeling like I was responsible for everyone around me. And I didn't know how to be responsible for them and I remember as a kid I would literally just sob in my room by myself because I was so scared that bad things were going to happen to people around me and I was just like I felt so alone and anyways all this amazing testimony to to get to the point of what I really want to share with you guys today which is the relationship you have with God will be the most important relationship you will ever have with anybody. I didn't know that until I met Jesus. I tried to find, like, happiness, purpose, love, strength, support in literally every relationship in my life. I had lots of different boyfriends. I I tried so many things, and... It wasn't until I met Jesus and I realized, like, he's got it all together, that life began to make sense. And I wanted to read um, Psalm 139. If any of you know it, Um, if you don't, it's a good day because it's a good verse, a couple verses. And it says this, verse one, for you searched me, Lord, and you know me, you know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. He knows what, what we think before we even think it, is what another translation says. You know my when I go out and when I lie down, you are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to atta- attain. And then I'm going to skip down. It's all good. Actually, I'm going to pause here. You know what this the psalmist is saying in here is he's, he's speaking the truth about God's relationship with us. He's speaking the truth that more than anyone in the world, God knows us. He knows us better than anybody else could ever know us. He knows when we sit, when we rise. He knows our thoughts before we think them. Only God knows that. There's no one else we will ever meet that will know the the depths of our heart and our mind like him. Um, And then it says this. Uh, Here we go. It says, verse 13, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made your works, God, are too are wonderful. And I know that very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in that secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. And other translations just talk about, visualize that for a moment. When you were an embryo, before you were an embryo, but when you were an embryo in your mother's womb, before any ultrasound saw you, God saw you. and He didn't just see you. He He created you and he said, this is my child. There's something special here. There's destiny, there's purpose, there's life here. He created life in us. And um, just that we're not hidden from him. And it says, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days of my life were ordained for me. They were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious are your thoughts about me, God? How vast is the sum of them? Where I were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. There's a lot more to that verse, but I really that's the main scripture that I really wanted to share with you guys. I just felt like you know, that was in it that was a personal moment in my life when I came to realize God created me, and he created this life I live in, and he has it all figured out. He knows everything that I'm going to do. He knows everything that's going to be the most beneficial for me to do. He literally knows what I need. But he doesn't just know what I need and say, here, go live your life, figure it out. He says, because of Jesus coming and dying on the cross for our sins and making the way for us to communicate and have relationship with God, through prayer, through walking with the Holy Spirit. He literally says, I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna lead you. I'm gonna be with you. You know, I look back on my childhood now, in those moments I was talking about of despair, and I praise God genuinely with all my heart because I go, those were not fun moments. They were not fun at all. And I wish I didn't have to go through them. But I look back and I say, no god was with me there i didn't know him but he protected me he protected my family i was terrified and i i wanted people to be safe and i wanted them to be well nothing bad detrimentally bad happened in my family god protected us he kept us safe he he knew when i was 19 i was gonna meet him and that my life was gonna be forever changed and that i was gonna have this deposit in my heart that honestly you know, there's a book in the Bible called Jeremiah and he preaches, he was a he was a prophet. He literally his whole job was to share what God was saying to other people. And he says in one verse he says, "I try to not talk about God. I try with all my heart. But it's like fire is shot up in my bones. Even when I try to contain it, I can't keep it in." Like that 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 is what happened to me. And and I believe with all of my heart that's God's desire, and that's his plan for every one of us. Your story will not look like my story. It won't look like Sydney's story. It won't look like Daniel's story, but it will look like a moment of encounter and a moment of literally just surrender to God and a moment of, God, I want to know you. That was the cry of my heart. It was, I want to know you so desperately. And I don't just want to know you, I need to know you. You know, one of my favorite verses that I've been going back to and back to and back to in this season, but almost probably once every six months, I get stuck here. I didn't even know you guys preached a series on Rooted until recently, so maybe you've heard this. But there's a verse in John 15, you know, Rooted, or you know, John 15, it talks about how God is the gardener. He's the vine dresser. He takes care of the plant. Jesus is the vine which brings life to everything that comes from the vine. And we are the branches. And it says that we need to remain in God. We need to remain. We need to remain in Jesus. We need to remain connected to the vine. And we need to allow God to prune us. And that when we remain there, that good fruit is produced. But my favorite verse says this, it says remain in me. And it says, apart from me, You can do nothing. That sounds maybe a little bit hopeless and not encouraging, but let me tell you, that's one of the most encouraging things in my entire life that I can hear because it's a reminder. Guys, without Jesus, you can try with all your might. You can, you know, you can put your hands to good works. You can do nice things, but without his partnership, without relationship with him without communication with him without being in his word i'm not saying you have to do all these things perfectly but this is how he speaks to us this is how this is how we remain in his love is we we spend time with him we invest in that relationship and it grows by spending time in his word by praying you know you may be a prayer warrior and you might be like i pray for all my friends i pray for everything or you might be like I don't know about this prayer thing. Let me tell you, it's as simple as literally just waking up in the morning and being like, hey, Jesus, I'm here today. Thank you. I want you to be with me today. I don't have it all figured out, but please help me because I need you. That is just as powerful. That's the most powerful prayer you could pray. If that's what you do, I'll know where you're comfortable. You know, you don't have to be this professional Christian to have this deep relationship with Jesus. Jesus wants to have a relationship with you with exactly who you are, uniquely and beautifully made, like, no one is like you. He's not expecting you to be, you know, this person. There's people in the Bible, Moses, he says, God, how am I supposed to do what you're calling me to do? I can't speak fancy. I don't know the language. And God says, no, no, I didn't ask you to know the language. I asked you to spend time with me, and I asked you to be obedient. And so I could go on and on, but I guess that's my... I've said a lot of different things, but my heart and my prayer is that, you know, as Christians, that there will be an army of us rising up that says, God, I will not settle for less than living a life that is rooted in you. I will not settle for less than encountering you. You can have an encounter with Jesus right now. You can have an encounter with Jesus once you get off this call. You can have an encounter with Jesus two weeks from now when you're you know, walking down the street, or I don't know what kids do these days, skateboarding, longboarding, I don't know, like, God is with you. And he wants, he wants to use you. He wants to heal you. He wants to transform your life. He doesn't want to just, you know, make your life look pretty. He wants to heal your heart. Um, And he wants to make you whole. Yeah, that's Jesus. That's what he does. (laughs) So like I said, my favorite thing to do is talk about him. And we've done a lot of that, Um, (laughs) but yeah, I guess just in closing, I would just say, um, I I just wanna say a few things that I think may speak to some people. Take it as you will. Jesus cares about you. Jesus does not make mistakes. And he has never left your side and he never will. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where everyone's at. But if any of those things resonate with you and you're struggling to believe them, I'm just going to say them again. Because these are things you can hear a hundred times and they don't pierce your heart. But when they do pierce your heart, it changes your life forever. So Jesus cares for you he takes care of you he's a defender and a protector he's a strong and mighty tower that protects you he he, as you trust in him you are safe you are not a mistake because he woven he has woven you together in your mother's womb he does not make mistakes and he has never left your side not once you may be in a tricky place right now and you might be like where are you he's here. Just throw your hands up and surrender and say, come in. I give like, whatever, whatever you need me to do, Jesus, I need you. And he will do beautiful, 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 mighty things in your lives. And so,
0: yeah, shout out to Jesus. (laughs) That was so awesome. Um, Daniel and I were just sitting here listening and it like it blessed us hearing that mm-hmm. um i'd never heard that story before of the lady that you nannied for and that's a wild testimony of what god can do in our lives that there's nothing um impossible for him yeah. so um i hope that all of you who are watching right now feel encouraged i know i do every time i see brie i feel so happy um <laughs> but i just i want to just reiterate what Bree those points that she brought up, um, that you were made with purpose, that you were created in the image of God. and some of you may um, be able to relate to Brie and how she grew up without a Christian family maybe, or um, feeling the need to care for everybody else and worrying about everyone else and especially in these times where um, things are a little scary right now. People are getting sick. Our families are out of our hands. They're out of our control. You may feel that pressure right now. Um, Many of you have parents maybe who aren't working right now. And you may feel that burden of um, responsibility for maybe younger siblings, for finances, um, for getting schoolwork done at home. All these things are not easy. But God has a plan for you. So I guess um, we'll close here. Maybe we'll get Brie to end it off. And then if you guys want to jump on the Zoom. Oh, Daniel already posted it in the comments. So um, we can jump on this Zoom. And uh, if you have any questions for Brie that you want answered, you can ask them then. If you have any um, prayer requests, Uh, that you would like to bring to the table or just to share what you um, received tonight. We would love to see you guys on there. So we'll do that immediately after. Um, So Brie, if you wanna pray, we'll end the live stream and then you can stay on here and we'll just allow everyone to come in. Sounds great. Awesome. Well,
1: Father, I just thank you. I thank you for tonight. I thank you for this amazing opportunity to share just who you are and what you've done and what you do. And I thank you just for every person that's been present tonight listening and for every person, if you're hearing this in the future, I pray for you as well. I just affirm that if you're hearing this message, it's for you. If you're hearing this message, Jesus wants to meet with you. Yeah, and so Jesus, I thank you that you are a perfect perfect father that you are a good father and that in jesus in believing in him we are we are your children god and that you take care of us and so i pray just for every single person god that you would open our eyes to trust and to believe that you are taking care of us that you have good plans plans to bring hope and a future to prosper and not to harm your children and i just pray jesus for I just pray for moments of marking. I pray for moments of encounters with you, wherever people are listening from. That this would be just an invitation to say yes, and an invitation to go deeper. An invitation to go deeper and 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 um, just do things that maybe people around us aren't doing, but we we have to do them because we we know that God is walking with us and God is leading us. I pray for an awareness, God, of your Holy Spirit. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would lead us in everything that we do. I pray, God, that you would begin to show us visions and, 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 and give us dreams and, and that you would just begin to literally um, expand our perspective to see heavenly perspective. God, just like Psalm 139 says, you know everything about us. That means you know exactly why we're here. And so I just pray that you begin to give us a glimpse, even deeper glimpse of why we're here, that you would begin to give us courage and strength to go forward in the things that you have for your children to do. I pray, God, that... um, I just thank you, God, that your strength is a promise to us. Your word says that in our weakness, your strength is made perfect. And so I just pray that over every person listening as well that might feel weary or weak. I just pray, God, that that your strength would come in, that there would be moments where we say, I am weary and I'm weak and I don't want to I don't want to hold it together on my own. I know, Jesus, that you hold it all together. So I'm asking you to come in my weakness and do what only you can do. I pray, God, that we would grow in trust. I pray that our faith would be strengthened in this season. And I just pray that there would be hope rising. Because, Jesus, when you died on that cross and when you rose again and ascended into heaven, you left us with a message of hope a message of life, a message of promise. And so I pray we rest in your promises, Jesus, that we, um, we can live as more than conquerors in this crazy world, that we can have hope, that we can have um, life, that we can see broken things be restored. And I just pray if that resonates with any person and they're feeling like I am a broken thing <laughs> or, you know, my family is a broken thing, my friend, Is broken and they need you. I just pray, Jesus, your word says that you bring beauty from ashes, that you bring um, joy for mourning, grief, (laughs) and you bring a spirit of praise for heaviness and despair. And so I just pray for those things right now in Jesus' mighty name to just wash over and become reality for every single person that needs that. Lord, you have us in your hands. You have perfect plans. And we just say, thank you. We trust you. We need you. Lead us, prune us like the gardener that you are. Help us to remain in your love. And um, yeah, I just bless. We pray that Jesus, you would just bless every single person listening in Jesus' mighty name.
0: Amen amen that was so awesome thanks for joining in today we pray that this message blessed your life for more information you can follow us on facebook and instagram at yd.youth god bless